0: Listening to Loving BDSM Podcast, Episode 208. Kayla Lords here with the one, the only. The how many coffees are you on so far for the day? Three. Brownstone, three. Three. Oh, it's about average. Yeah. You're blinking, so hmm. you're good for now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're talking about kind of a big topic: uh, codependency yeah. and DS relationships. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter, at Loving BDSM, on FetLife, at Loving BDSM PC. That stands for podcast, y'all, Loving BDSM PC. On Instagram at that handle, I will forever fucking hate loving DS and the number one loving DS1. You know, if I didn't get to hate it, what would I complain about?
1: <laughs> You'd find something
0: Instagram.com slash loving DS1. That's how you find us there. Or you can subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream this episode every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Big shout out as always to our kinky patrons on Patreon, including mm-hmm. our newest peeps. Uh, we see you, we love you, and we thank you for a brief moment in time. We were at $666 and I went, Mm-mm. Yep. and then I was like, but can we get to 669 so I can giggle? <laughs> um, but it's fine. It's fine. This is fine. Because then I'd be like, I just, I, I don't want to stay at anything ending in 69, but I like being there.
1: Yeah, oh, no, it's a um, yeah,
0: which is accurate just in general. True, right,
1: <laughs> for both of us.
0: If you would like access to more of whatever the hell that just was, um, through live streams <laughs> and podcast episodes and behind the scenes sneak peeks, you can join us at Patreon on patreoncom killalords If you just want to support the work we do and help us do more of it, you can join us at patreoncom lords. You can join for as little as two dollars a month, but if you go up. A tier or two, you'll get some extra little perks. That's patreon.com/killalords or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so before we get into the topic, I am gonna do an announcement. We are not sponsored this week. We don't have any affiliate de blahs this week. There's no sales going on that I know about. So I'm gonna be really, really uh, selfish and let you know if you do not are not already aware that we have a newsletter, a weekly newsletter. Uh, podcast listeners, you know how I'm always like, you can find this in the show notes. And then you're like, fuck, I don't have time to go back to the show notes. If you subscribe to our newsletter, you'll get the show notes in your inbox every week. Um, videos get uh listed in the newsletter new blog Mm -hmm. posts we i we do actually try to i try to write things because i'm actually technically a writer um (laughs) when we know about special coupons or sales we will put that in the weekly newsletter and if you subscribe to our weekly newsletter you get a free downloadable that we created a few a couple years ago but the copyright says 2017 so we created it in 2017 it is a yes no maybe bdsm checklist um it's as comprehensive as we can make it but it mm-hmm. is impossible to make a totally comprehensive checklist because there's so many things but it's like six pages of items um so the link if you are watching on youtube is in the description box if you are listening this is the one time i need you to like actually go to the to the show notes later y'all in the podcast um the link is there if you go to any blog post on lovingbdsm.net you'll see it there too um you'll see the sign up form so feel free to sign up for our newsletter it goes out every right now the schedule's every friday it's only once a week we never share your information you can unsubscribe nope. at any time um and yeah i have i have gotten to the point where it's like if we know like if hot octopus is having a sale i'm gonna throw that in the newsletter for anybody who cares if stockroom's having a sale, i'm gonna throw that in the newsletter but i'm not gonna spam you with buy this toy buy this toy buy this toy like i put it all in the one newsletter once a week then you have it okay so that is i think let me me check my notes (laughs) i think that was the only announcement i just wanted to talk about the newsletter because we've never actually promoted it true Um, and I'm trying to do better about that this Mm -hmm. year. Um, There are all kinds of reasons for it, but also hopefully we add benefit to your lives if you are a subscriber. (laughs) Okay, so that is the one announcement. Okay. Now we're gonna get into the topic and I'm gonna throw out a massive disclaimer because I know how folks are and it's okay that people are like this, but I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna put this out there. One, neither of us is an expert on codependency mental health even relationships I'm an expert I'm barely an expert on our relationship because man we still figure out that we fuck that shit up every once in a while
1: and go back and try
0: again right so what I am what we're talking about here, um, is very much through our perspective but we are not experts we are not therapists if you send me an email DM or some other message listing all a whole thing and go do you think that this means I or my partner are codependent, I'm going to reply with, I have no fucking clue. Here are the books I read. and <laughs> Here are the resources.
1: Mm-hmm. Not
0: here to tell you. This episode is not here to tell you if you are or are not codependent. If your partner is or is not codependent. Nope, 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 nope. The other thing I want to say right away is while I don't intend in this conversation to do deep dives into things like trauma, addiction, abuse uh, any of that those things may be mentioned in the course of this discussion just because some of those things are uh, part of a codependent experience so if you've gotten to this point hopefully we've already entertained you but if you're like nope 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 i can't handle that that's cool i totally get (laughs) it come back later skip this one it's fine but we may mention those things because in the the little bit of research i did prior to this episode that was a huge feature of it, um, talking about addiction, talking about abuse, mm-hmm. talking about like a lot of heavy subjects. That's not the point we're trying to get across, but just putting that out there. Okay, so um, <laughs> here's let me just start with here's the thing that surprised the hell out of me. Okay, codependency gets thrown out as an expression all the time, all the time. Like I hear people who know nothing about mental health just throwing that label out to people. And then I know my former therapist um, certainly believed in it as a concept because a very good kink friend of ours, we ended up having the same therapist, not on purpose, just worked out that way. Um, And she had a conversation with me about how our mutual therapist wanted her to to learn more about codependency and she went, I know I'm codependent. I understand. I know who I am. Uh, um, okay. but so I feel like I've grown up hearing the term, not really understanding it, but mm-hmm. hearing the term and that's, and so, okay, fine. Except it is not a recognized, um, diagnosis. Uh, there's a big, huge book, that comes that is updated every several years uh it's known the current version is called the dsm five yes the diagnostic something manual fifth edition fifth mm. i learned about it as a psych major 20 years ago but that's 20 years ago anyway it's not even (laughs) listed in there I found a couple of books that I was like, I need them to be, to have been published in the 21st century before I'll read them. Um, And even (laughs) they stated that people can't, even the experts who study codependency and believe in codependency as a thing that exists, can't agree on a definition. Wow. Right. So I was like, what the hell did I agree to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) What that tells me is that like everything else, Uh, though there will be some people who are like that's not a thing okay we're all entitled to opinions there'll be some Mm -hmm. people who absolutely are like no it's a thing and then those people will not all agree on what it means (laughs) so let me remind you not an expert did wanted to talk about this one we got tacked in a conversation on twitter about it Like, hey, have y'all talked about it? I was like, no, but I kind of feel like we should because that seems like a big, important topic. Um, Other people have been blogging about it and writing about it online. Um, I don't mean like in general, because of course, duh, in general, but within the sex blogging, BDSM writing community in the past few weeks as of the time of recording this, that's come up as a topic because people were talking about it on Twitter and so the bloggers like, oh, let's let's write about this. Um, And it's weird to me though that this topic i was like i can't believe we haven't talked about it we got tagged in the conversation so here we are and yet i felt like i feel completely unqualified to talk about it and yet as i was doing my homework on it Mm -hmm. i was like oh oh i feel like we've been talking about it we just didn't know we were talking about it so the other thing i'm gonna tell you because not an expert not gonna pretend i'm an expert i've never been diagnosed with codependency so i've never felt a need to go research it i did some did like a little bit of homework here. And I did not go to the internet because we all know the internet can lie. But I did look no, for I books. I thought everything
1: on the internet was true. I know,
0: right? Um, I did look for books, like I said, published in the 21st century. Not because the information from like the 80s, which is when codependency became like a really hot topic, um, would be wrong. But I was like, mm, they're going to probably explain things in ways we don't necessarily even speak anymore. And I don't really want to wade mm. through outdated modes of thinking to get to the definition so the two that i did and uh youtube watchers these links they are affiliate links so we disclaimer disclaimer we we get a commission if you make a purchase um are in the description box uh podcast listeners are in the show notes the one that was the most helpful was codependency for dummies by darlene lancer licensed marriage and family therapist um i got it from the library um on amazon you can get it audiobook ebook, or paperback. The other one is called The New Codependency by Melody Beattie, I think I'm saying that right. Mm -hmm. And that book is written by the woman who wrote, oh, what is the name of her first book? She wrote Codependent No More, so it was on the cover if I just looked. Um, And that was like the book that blew up in the 80s on this topic. And there will be people who are listening or watching this who have been thinking about this topic most of my lifetime have no more about it than I do. Um, feel free to comment, to chat at us. To if you happen to be a content creator yourself, so you have a blog, you have video, you have podcast. Talk about it yourself. But if based on what you know, um, I will. I'll be the first to say. I'm probably going to stumble through some of this. Um, what the most helpful book for me was codependency for dummies because I wanted a definition of what the hell I was talking about because it's a term that gets thrown around a lot um and the reason I think it's important for us to talk about it mm-hmm. is two reasons uh one yes you absolutely can be codependent and and in a ds relationship but two there is I don't think it's I don't know how mainstream it is. I know every once in a while I bump up against this idea and I get a little annoyed. Uh, but there is this thinking out there mm-hmm. some sectors of the world that to be in a DS relationship, to be in a power exchange is automatically codependent. And codependent in an unhealthy way, in the unhealthiest sense of the term. And un- codependence, once you start looking into what that is supposed to mean, is not healthy. Because they
1: look at it as a fact that someone is giving all the power to make all decisions and do everything for them a
0: little bit see that was the thing i found the most interesting so with no reference of what codependency really is Mm -hmm. when somebody throws out that word the um image the stereotype that comes to my head is usually a long-suffering spouse most often a cisgender woman in a heterosexual relationship that is such a stereotype and is not at all true but this is what comes to my mind who is and i don't know where these these thoughts come from or these internalized definitions come from i really don't know but the that picture is of that type of woman who's needy who's clinging who's cloying who um uh it her her life is all about her spouse and and no sense of self-worth and no sense Mm -hmm. of like very it's a very negative picture okay (laughs) it's a very negative picture and i have no doubt that at some point oh i dropped the library book Well, that library's gonna let me check out books in the future i'll put that off to the side um and i and i know that at some point along the way media and and society somewhere gave me that picture but that is a new way Um, The One, even a correct definition, and two, a full definition. So, YouTube uh, watchers, you can see I have lots and lots of little marks (laughs) where I was like, oh, that's important information. Let's try and remember to go back to it later. (laughs) So the first thing that struck me in the Codependency for Dummies, she starts out giving examples of what codependency can look like, and that's where I got shocked because some of those examples, I think, are things that you might recognize. Um, Sean is a compulsive overeater. His wife, Sonia, nags him and tries to control his food intake. That could be a sign of codependence. Um, Let's see. Bud is a senior executive at a major corporation and supervises more than 100 workers. He's considered powerful and assertive by his colleagues at home. He complies with his wife's demands, avoids intimacy, and is unable to talk about feelings or express his needs. That's a sign of codependency. Let's see, this one, and we this will be a mention of abuse, just if you need to fast forward 45 seconds, go for it. Uh, Connie is intimidated by her violent husband, Michael. She's humiliated, but loves him anyway. He apologizes and romances her, and she forgives him, believing his promises that he'll never hit her again. That is a sign of codependency. Um, and that, I think, is probably the most common one. Yeah. Um, and I think what struck me between my lack of understanding about it, and I'm not gonna tell you I can fully understand it, but I like to think I'm a lot more empathetic than I was. I feel like I have a slightly better understanding now, um, was that um, the way, like that last one, that of Connie and the husband, that that person is usually portrayed as a tragic figure who somehow doesn't know any better and didn't, and is a victim, and that is true but when you dive into where codependency can come from Mm -hmm. it's much more deep-rooted usually in childhood stuff usually in trauma um but that's just one picture and that's probably the most common stereotypical picture of codependency this one i did (laughs) mark because this one to some of us this is where we get into the ds part if i'm not completely lost already This one is the one that, for some of us, we're going to be like, wait, wait, that sounds like a power exchange, okay? And this is where we're talking (laughs) about the difference between codependency and a power exchange. An older couple, Manny and Faye, are happily married for many years. Faye calls Manny daddy, and Manny calls Faye mother, which I recognize from older couples. I know that they do that a lot. That's not power exchange. It's just what some older people do. Faye defers to her husband who frequently corrects her. They agree about most everything and that Manny comes first. If you ask Faye her opinion, she quotes her husband. So you start out that description mm. and you think, oh, that, that could be power exchangey. And then you get into... But they, yeah, they agree about almost everything that Manny comes first in some power exchanges. That is absolutely how that's mm-hmm. set up. But if you ask Faye her opinion, she quotes her husband. And that for me was where the alarm bells went off. And yes. I'm like, there's, your, there's one of mm-hmm. a million differences yeah. between a codependent relationship and a power exchange. So, um, yeah. So codependence can be um, many things. It's not one clear static definition. Um, there are, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, everybody gets a little giggle because this, this, that might have gotten a little deep for some folks. So, the study of codependency is okay. based off of the work of a neo Freudian, somebody who believed kind of what Freud was saying and then worked from that point. Um, Karen, they, there was a pronunciation key for this person's name, Karen Horni, except it's spelled horny. You're not gonna tell me. Her name went horny. Uh, <laughs> Karen Horney's neurotic trends. And there was neurotic compliance, okay. the need for affection and approval, mm. uh, the need for a partner believing that love will make you happy and that your partner will fulfill your expectations and responsibilities. That to me sounds like codependence, yeah. right? Yes. Then there's neurotic aggression. The need for power and domination of others with contempt for weakness. It's like, well, we started good. Okay, I like that power. Ooh, contempt for weakness, that's a problem. The need to exploit and manipulate others, viewing them as objects to be used. That sounds mm-hmm. sexy and fantasy, but in reality, that's not. Yeah,
1: because see that, yeah, that word exploit fits that perfectly. Exactly.
0: Uh, and then there's neurotic withdrawal, and this is the one that I went, oh wait, that's seen as a type of codependency, and that is the need for self-sufficiency and independence to the extent that you avoid close relationships. And then here's the, here's where I saw myself and went. Mm did not need that mirror the need for perfection worrying about possible errors and defects and feeling superior to others i have worked on the feeling superior to others i'm over that now the rest of it i'm so i'm so there uh the need to restrict your behavior and expectations within narrow borders underestimating your potential and living an inconspicuous life and that that is the neurotic withdrawal Now, be careful, just because I threw out some things, like I saw myself in a couple of these things here. Mm -hmm. Uh, As I was reading the books, I saw a little bit of myself. Do not diagnose yourself with codependency because there are some clear differences. Um, So in a DS relationship, (laughs) here's, First of all, I think we said it, let's say it again. Let's say it louder for those in the back, okay? Yeah. <laughs> to be in a power exchange does not automatically mean that you are in a codependent relationship. True. And based on the things I've read and based on my sort of growing understanding of these things, the reason for that mm-hmm. is boundaries, Yeah. clear boundaries, and the difference between codependency where you in whatever way either refuse to be dependent on anybody only want to be dependent on yourself to an unhealthy extent or you are so dependent on somebody else Mm -hmm. that you basically sort of push aside all of your own needs and wants and desires and boundaries and thoughts in favor of the other person um and those are two very narrow definitions of what it means to be codependent but the difference is between codependency which can be that or interdependency where, yeah, you do well together. It's a good, strong relationship. You adore your partner. I adore John Brownstone. He's not allowed to go no damn where. We're going out of this life together like Thelma and Louise. (laughs) I say that knowing that's probably not at all going to happen because I don't want to think about the reality that one of us will have to live without the other. I don't want to think about that reality, but the reality is we will be able to do it. Mm -hmm. A codependent person might truly just not even be able to not just not fathom it they might truly not be able to survive without that other person Mm -hmm. for all kinds of reasons some that are related to uh deep power exchange some that are related to uh, being a caregiver who completely neglects their own needs there's related to a million and one issues Mm -hmm. that i don't even feel comfortable trying to describe all of those issues But there is a difference between not wanting to ever be parted from my beloved and trying to navigate this life without him and not being able to do it if I had to. Would it be rough? Yes. Would life suck? Yes. Would I tell all the motherfuckers around me to get the fuck away from me? Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) And statistically we know he's 18 years older than me. It is me who has to think about that, right? And I think this is where Power Exchange gets the automatic label for some people, of oh, it's automatically codependent, because they hear us talk about each other mm-hmm. in these terms of, I can't imagine my life without John Brownstone's dominance. And they don't see the parenthetical of, I can live that life without it, I just would really like not want to. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody who is codependent, who is in that kind of relationship in the sense that they're in a relationship, Based on what I've read, based on sort of what I've seen and my dawning understanding of this topic, not only can't fathom it, can't allow themselves to imagine it. They truly don't think they can survive. If left alone, they struggle mightily. Maybe they, it's mm-hmm. not that they can't survive. It's that they, they are lost without that other person to an extent they literally do not know how to get through their life and function because they've been depending on this other person and sometimes it's not in a power exchange it might be as a submissive you are depending on the control of the dominant in an in an outside of a power exchange it's depending on your need to take care of that addict who by cleaning up their messes and making life easier for them you somehow are keeping things afloat and making the relationship work. That's the unhealthy side. That's where codependency, that's where I recognized it. And that's how codependency tends to be talked about primarily in terms of addiction. Um, Every book I even just sort of glanced through that massive chapters on addiction. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't, it doesn't have to be. Um, And I think that in terms of power exchange, stuff it doesn't have to be i think it is absolutely possible to be so dependent on either the your partner's control or so dependent on your partner's submission that you can lose yourself if mm-hmm. you are prone to that to begin with the other thing i found did not surprise me but i went oh okay that's not something i thought about it was oh yes two codependents can be in a relationship together <laughs> no you can be unhealthily intertwined in such a way that nobody has boundaries and it's not actually good for anybody so what i to bring it back to power exchange to really bring it to where i feel more comfortable talking thank you um (laughs) (laughs) i'd like to remind you if you're interested in those books the links are show notes and description box depending on how you're hearing or watching this excuse me um the thing that struck me was Let's talk about what the true differences are. Mm -hmm. And the true differences are um, boundaries, being willing to set them, and being willing to keep them. That's a huge Mm -hmm. thing. Um, Two, there is some level of self-esteem and shame and guilt. People who uh, are codependent within certain aspects of their life, they do feel a lot of those things um, because of past childhood and past relationships and a lot of stuff that they're having to deal with and carry on. and maybe they haven't really dealt with yet or they're in an ongoing effort to to deal with them. Uh, One of the things I did find, and I found this in the Mm -hmm. new codependency by Melody Beatty. I think it's Beatty, Beatty? Her book originally came out in the 80s. This book, this new codependency, 2007, 2009, something like that. And what she talks about is um, self-care Um, Mm. which yeah, it's a hype kind of word that makes you kind of roll your eyes sometimes, but it's, that's that same concept we've talked about in many episodes now of put your own damn oxygen mask on first. Um, but she also talks about as somebody who recognized herself as a very codependent person, she thought she had a beat. She thought Mm. I'm over it. She thought it can't get me. And then she can see moments where she slips back into those behaviors. Um, and it's a constant journey kind of thing. And um, she, I think she's the one who said, maybe it's the other book, that um, you can be codependent in some parts of your life and not in others. Um, And I was reading through like the not setting the boundaries, the shame, the self-esteem, the perfectionism, The like, there's a whole bunch of things that sort of get classified around people who are codependent tend to have these characteristics. I was like, oh, I'm I'm seeing myself here, (laughs) not in romantic relationships. Although when I look back at my, first marriage i'm like oh yeah there, there might have been some codependency going on there oh glad i've hopefully broken free from that but it can happen in your job it can happen mm-hmm. in it happens in parenting um which is what's weird about this topic because i'm not like i said i've never been diagnosed with codependency you know, might no therapist has ever said i think you're codependent nobody in my life has ever said it i just knew it as like this buzzword i um could absolutely <laughs> absolutely see myself um but i could um also see parallels to things we've already talked about so in last week's episode we were talking about love yeah and i said the great one of the greatest acts of love i do as a parent is i let my kids fail i don't clean up after them i don't i let Mm -hmm. i let them go through it right and in these resources that i happen to read on codependency that was one of the things i said that in um, in relationships where you're codependent because the other person is maybe an addict or they have some like serious mental health issues that they're not working on, um, and there's you're basically walking behind them cleaning up their mess so their life will be easier. Mm-hmm. Thinking that you'll somehow convince them to go get help.
1: Doesn't work that
0: way. Right. What helps typically? What helps people who need help get help is they got to hit bottom. And me not you know turning in my kids' report for them is not them hitting bottom. But I went, oh oh, I get it so i'm thinking back now i'm not going to say names i'm not going to say genders i'm thinking back to an email we got where the person described like just not great behavior from their partner not red flags like this is a dangerous situation but this person that they're describing is clearly in pain clearly needs to talk to a professional on some level Mm -hmm. i'm not the one and they're in their pain lashing out at their partner, blaming their partner for why things suck in their lives. Yes, they are in a power exchange. The person in pain and going through it and blaming the partner, that partner's the dominant. The partner emailing me going, how do I help my partner? How do I fix this? How do I take care of them? Is this submissive? And now I see it, I would still never diagnose codependence, Do not please never ask me to, but now I think, I have a book you might want to read. Um, <laughs> because those are, in some cases, signs of codependency. Yeah. And it, we I think we think of it in terms of love. You want to help the person who needs your help. Sure. You want to be there for them. But
1: you also need that person to be able to function on their own. Um, when When the, the topic of this episode came up, one of the first things I thought of um, was in, in this manner, um, especially as a dominant, okay? So say as a dominant, I had someone who was my submissive. That person um, had to take medication every day, mm-hmm. okay? But they forget to take their medication,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So as a dominant, I set things in place so that they as a task Mm -hmm. for me, they take that medication. Mm -hmm. Now you're you're getting into some kind of gray areas. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because that person then becomes dependent upon you to remind them to take their medication.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: What if something happened to me? right then they and and that sends them in a spiral. you know so it, it's almost like more to kind of break that, you need to put it in place for them to empower themselves to be able to function and take their medication. On their own, right? Where they order. have
0: to want to. Ideally, they would have to want, want to, to become that person. There. Yes. And and I'm I'm looking at the the in the live stream we have for podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. There's there's chat and people are talking and people are throwing out different DS dynamics. Well, what about this dynamic? What about a fifties dynamic? What mm-hmm. about this? What about that? Here's the thing. It's not about the dynamic. No dynamic in power exchange is automatically quote put air put quotes around that automatically codependent yeah it's about how the two people interact within, in my opinion based on how i view power exchange and what my mm-hmm. general understanding of codependency is it's about how the two people interact right. within that dynamic if I, there are clear boundaries <clears> if <throat> both partners know that they are safe to speak their mind they know that they are safe to negotiate what works what doesn't they are safe to and want to and know that they could even if they needed to withdraw consent mm-hmm. then the rest of it doesn't matter and um, it's it doesn't matter about what the dynamic is if, if boundaries are in place and self-esteem is being built right. and not crushed
1: i that to me then because we're talking
0: about potentially a healthy relationship right
1: that that was one thing to me that really hit me hard because i have seen this happen before um you know, as, as a person, as a human being, let, let's step outside the DS relationship. Kayla has weaknesses. I have weaknesses. I'm human. We all have our weaknesses. On the other side of that, we all have our strengths.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right? As, my do- as, as her dominant, I have a responsibility to her. I do not tear her down for her weaknesses to make me feel better
0: yes which is a sign of a lot of potential problems one of them could be codependency right okay you could just be an Mm -hmm. asshole don't have to be codependent to be just an ass (laughs) but it could be but what would potentially be a codependent thing is you tear me down right Mm -hmm. you call me awful names you do it to make yourself feel better and i as the submissive internalize in some way, either because I don't have the resources, I don't have the self-esteem, I don't have the knowledge, all of those things combined. I internalize that as that's what submission is. And even though I'm miserable, and even mm-hmm. though this is not what happiness feels like, this is what I know, or or this is the, the thread in all the things I read about codependency, or I can fix them. If I'm just good mm-hmm. enough, if I try hard enough, if I give the right ultimatums, I can fix it. So I have observed things that, this is not me telling you is codependent, mm, because how many times can I put that (laughs) disclaimer out there? I promise you I'm going to get emails about, is this codependent? And somebody's going to ask me. No. Anyway, I have seen things that I can see from the outside where somebody might call that codependent. Mm -hmm. How many of us... At least, especially in the new stages of figuring out we were kinky, especially especially if you're the submissive at least some of the time. How many of us at some point have said or thought, I would do anything for my dominant. They can do whatever they want. I am theirs to be used. Like, pick your little like. I fantasy. want you to
1: cut off your Stop. left Stop that. Let me finger.
0: finish what I'm saying. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) What we don't state, and hopefully we're thinking, and other people don't see or hear is the parenthetical to that statement of within my negotiated boundaries, with my consent, as long as it's something I like, as long as it's something they like. Like we don't ever expand on that statement when we're in the throes of it. We just throw that language out there. And what many of us really mean is within a lot of parameters. Mm -hmm. Now, the scary thing is to the um, person who does not know a lot about BDSM, who has not found the resources that they need yet. Hopefully we can become one. But there are many, many, many others always have multiple resources. They don't know enough yet. And maybe they're in a vulnerable place. Maybe they're in a fragile place. Maybe there's um, we all have other stuff going on outside of you know our kinky selves that affects who we are right Right. and not only do they hear that which that's fine we all get to to say what you know how we feel about things but they don't know or for haven't don't have the skills yet to say wait 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 boundaries boundaries are totally a Mm -hmm. thing and so that person may go oh oh this is what this is what BDSM is, I give up everything to make this other person happy. Um, And there's a lot of factors that go into that. I'm not saying that person is automatically codependent, but I can absolutely see where somebody with codependent tendencies who could be drawn into that, that's how some people end up in those situations. Some of us Mm -hmm. get into that and go, wait, that's not what it's like. We, we reach out, we make kink friends, we get out into the community, we find a podcast or a YouTube channel mm-hmm. to subscribe to whatever <laughs> and we go, wait, wait, it's not it doesn't have to be like this and we expand our horizons and at that point in whatever way is the safest and the best for us, we go Mm-mm, I'm not putting up with this shit anymore. Other people for different reasons that may be codependency and maybe other things will go, oh, well, I'm unhappy and people say it's different, but this is this is what I, I think it is. And so even though I'm unhappy, even though I'm resentful, even though this is not anything near my fantasy, my dream, or whatever I thought this was going to be, I can fix this. I can make that person better. I can can make them do better. Instead of going, wait, this is a boundary and I'm, I'm a bounce. I'm a jet. I'm out of here. And that's where I think instead of... Judging the people we come across who land themselves into messy, bad BDSM situations where they bought into the fantasy and didn't hear our our parenthetical of, uh, oh, I want that fantasy, but within my own negotiated stated boundaries. Thank you very much. Um, I, have, I think I have a lot more empathy for those people. I've always had empathy for those people. I don't want anybody to get hurt in this lifestyle Mm-mm. unless it's no. consensual and that's your but. jam, right? Like, I want people to have healthy, happy relationships. And what I feel like, it's not just a lack of education. It's not just they didn't have the right resources. It could be they don't have the right coping skills and enough self-esteem and the information and the understanding and potentially the therapy. To understand that their happiness is important, their boundaries are important. Mm-hmm. Um, and that no, that actually they don't one, don't have to put up with that bullshit. And two, you can't yeah. fix that. Okay? <laughs> there's no fixing that. That's a walk run screaming the hell away from that. No, there's no fixing it. Um and so now I'm speaking a lot about this, but obviously dominants can be codependent in their own way um i mm-hmm. have not come across them but i have no doubt that the, those dominants exist where they would feel like they could not cope and i don't mean that they i don't mean in the way that we all think if we had to grieve over the loss of a partner that we care about mm-hmm. whether it's the end of a relationship or it's something more permanent and serious um you know there people feel that way about their partner all the time but this takes that to that unhealthy level that they don't know who they are and can't or won't go find out who they are without their partner um it's just in a different way it's the i'm being served i'm being taken care of aspect Mm -hmm. maybe or it's the my identity is wrapped around taking care of you could be a caregiver there that was one of the things that they uh, talked about in the the codependency for dummies book about the difference between you can be a caregiver and not codependent you can be um helpful and not codependent you can I I wanted to like write a paragraph and go you can be submissive or dominant (laughs) not codependent, because it's not about what you do necessarily we will all at some point in our lives be in a position we need to take care of somebody we'll be a caregiver right right? it's not about the act of caregiving just like it's not about the act of the power exchange that makes you codependent it's Who you are within that, and do you have a sense of self? Do you have boundaries? Do you have some level of Mm self-esteem? Do you feel shame and guilt more often than you feel good things? Are you happy? Are you resentful? When those emotions start piling up, and yet you're staying right where you're at, and it's the other person not being who you think they should be, not doing what you think they should do, all of those things that are influencing you that's where it can from what i gather and i think my reading Mm -hmm. comprehension skills are good become codependence and absolutely that can happen in a power exchange but it's not automatic and it's not dependent on the type of power exchange you have i'm not going to tell anybody owner slave that's a codependent relationship in an unhealthy way first of all i'm not going to do that but no because are there both their needs being met? in a way that's healthy for them. And I don't get to decide what's healthy for them. They get to decide what's healthy for them. Uh, Is resentment breeding, but nobody's doing anything about it. Are wants, needs, desires being squelched and there's no communication. Like all of the bad habits and the things that we're like, oh, let's work on this in your your power exchange. All those things we talk about, lack of communication, lack of boundaries, Mm -hmm. not speaking up, resentment, taking people for granted. Those things, when you stick to those things, and you, you or your partner, or both, aren't willing to change them, aren't willing to walk away from a relationship that does that to you, aren't willing to say, this is who I am and I, I have these expectations and this is what I want from life. And when we make ourselves smaller or when we make the people around us smaller and all of that is present, that is when a lot of things are happening and potentially a codependent relationship in an unhealthy, negative way is forming. And so most of us are not in codependent relationships. <laughs> we really are not. Um, and you don't have to feel like you have the most self-esteem or you're the most independent badass to, to declare that, okay?
1: Mm-hmm. If you
0: know you are safe to discuss your needs, if you know you are safe to say, I'm not happy with this. Now, you might not like the outcome. There might be an argument. There might be tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know you could say it, right? Yeah. You're not necessarily in a codependent relationship because there are and I bound boundaries is the thing out of all that I read, and there's a lot, all that I read, that's the thing that stuck out to me. That's where I went. There's the line. There's yep. the line. It's not the only line. I mean, all those mm-hmm. other things we've talked about, taking care of yourself. You have to be willing to, as difficult as it can be, you at least I would say you have to right. be willing to understand the importance of taking care of yourself. Some of the most codependent people, when I like I think back on who they're like, oh yeah, it was probably codependence. They truly, they look at you like you are speaking another language when you say, how are you taking care of yourself? What are you doing for yourself? Mm -hmm. Because in the broad stereotypical examples of codependency, that type of codependent, their entire life is built around taking care of everybody else. And they don't even have a concept of taking care of themselves. But they know they're unhappy when Mm -hmm. they're willing to admit it. That was another thing that was fascinating to read. And if you recognize this about yourself, I highly recommend reading these books. Um, Some people who are in codependent relationships, could be classified as codependent, however you wanna look at that, can't even recognize and name their own emotions. Like when they're angry, they couldn't tell you that they're angry. Some people um, are so out of tune with how they feel feel Mm -hmm. that one uh as my therapists love to tell me if you push it down it's going to come out somewhere you repress it it's coming out in some other way somewhere some people experience it that way some people experience it is they're angry or they're upset or pick a negative emotion and it they feel it internally as illness Mm, as
1: yeah as sickness of some sort maybe it's a a queasy stomach maybe it's a headache
0: it's it's a, a psychosomatic symptoms instead of the emotional, I'm pissed off at you, I'm gonna tell you about it. Some people are so disconnected from their own emotions and their own emotional response, and that usually comes from stuff that happened to us in childhood, past trauma, that kind of stuff, um, Mm -hmm. that they find themselves in these codependent relationships or being codependent in that weird way of I'll push everybody away, I can't get into a relationship. The moment you get too close, I'm a bounce because I can't do that, which I found that fascinating that that Hmm. was the other end of that spectrum. and I know I've met kinky people who can't who not because they um there's a you know the way their brains wired and it's a neurodivergency of some sort. They it is that in that relationship, they they don't think they're angry. They don't think they're upset. They will the the cases that were sort of being shown in the books were like they'll tell you, well, what do I have to be angry about? When anybody looking at the situation is like, well, I'll give you a list of all the things you have to be angry about. (laughs) Okay, submissives, the fact that that Dom's not texting you, the fact that you're getting ghosted, the fact that you're being lied to, please be angry about it. Again, not saying you're codependent, just saying it's a thing to factor in <laughs> it's a thing to consider. But the, my biggest premise is power exchange is not automatically codependent. No. Not, not in that unhealthy way. Jennifer brought up in the live stream that mm-hmm. codependency is, is doesn't have to necessarily be a negative thing. And I would say, the argument I would make to that is that I think you're th- the term I would use would be interdependency. I am dependent yeah. on John Brownstone. He is dependent on me. Mm-hmm. If we had to be separated, we're gonna, We're gonna be unhappy. We're gonna it's not gonna be as good. But we can take care of ourselves.
1: My big joke with you is that you make my coffee better than anybody, even me. (laughs) Yep. All right. So she ain't going nowhere.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's what'll keep me here. Yeah. Good to know. Right. Good to know. See? See? And yeah.
1: But there are times you have gone away, mm-hmm. and I have not sit, sat here, curled up in a ball in the corner.
0: Where's my coffee? Where's my coffee? Yeah. I mean,
1: I'm, I'm perfectly capable. I've made coffee for years, long
0: before you I met you. long before you <laughs> met me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, if you find yourself in a relationship where a fully functioning adult human, who clearly functioned before you arrived in their life, somehow cannot function the moment you leave. I just want you to have a conversation about boundaries and expectations. I just want you Mm to have the conversation. I don't want anybody to diagnose themselves with anything. I don't want (laughs) like really heavy words to get thrown around. Like I don't don't want that. But I do want you to have a conversation because I think it is an amazing feeling to know that I can fully depend on John Brownstone. Uh, Last week I was having a rough week and John Brownston said, what are you doing tonight? Uh, well, yeah, I was gonna, yes. no, you're not. No, you're not. You're not. You're, you're stopping at blah, blah time. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll, I mean, I could make that where well, I wasn't under deadline or anything. And he took care of me. He put on an animated movie. Cause that's my BG thing. That's my baby girl thing. Right. He got me like some like sweet treats and my blanket and just like tucked me into the couch and was like, I, and I, he is always going to take care of me better than I am while we're together <laughs> because I know I don't have to worry about that yeah. so much and can go off and do other things. That being said, when there is a time in my life that he is not there, I might not always do what I need to do because I can you know, go, oh, I got other things, but I know what I need to do and I'm capable of it. We, mm-hmm. I love that term interdependent. Yeah, we're dependent on one another. Of course we are. Being dependent on your partner is not the bad thing. Being dependent with no boundaries, with a lot of shame, being with a lot of resentment, a way. with a lot of frustration, yeah. with, um, you know, being spoken to in ugly, awful ways, being treated badly with, with and without apologies, but with no change in behavior, those things in the way this person described codependency, that's codependent. Interdependent yeah. is, yeah, I need him yeah i'm a basket case we had a little tiff when i thought for the third saturday in a row he was going to be gone for 12 hours and i just looked at him and went <laughs> where are you going because it it's fine that first day he's gone I'm like, okay, okay have, a, have a good time have a good time that second day i'm like mm, i'm not loving this but it's fine it's just the next weekend he'll be home and then when i realized wait you want to be gone a third weekend in a row without me and on one of the few saturdays like i won't have anything going on where are you going and i didn't like it because i yeah. felt i feel lost without him but i know that i'm not lost without him i'm a fully functioning human being if i have to be a miserable one ah the day you're gone for my life i'm a who be the biggest bitch anybody ever fucking met? <laughs> Look okay. Out world.
1: <laughs> Look out world. But
0: that's where I think there that's why I like that term interdependency. I think it yeah. recognizes that there are times we are dependent on each other, and that's okay. And in power exchange, especially long-term loving and whatever like we talked about last week with love and however you define love. I think it's perfectly fine to be interdependent on one another. But it in, in a healthy way. In a healthy
1: way, exactly. When when it's set up that both people benefit from it and are able to grow from it and even be able to express their independence more Mm -hmm. there is nothing wrong with that
0: yes i I would say the way i look at it is we are we can survive without one another we can if we had to we could go you know what power exchange is cut off Mm -hmm. oh god i don't want to think about it but we could do it well, but we, we are better together than apart.
1: Well, we have done that before. Yeah, I mean, but I mean,
0: like a long term, we're going to live well, our life this way. That was like a break to get it, new it was moved. a break. That was a, we but knew it thing, was temporary.
1: But the thing is, the way I look at it between us, all right, the DS is not the basis of our relationship. No,
0: not we,
1: for us. If you took away the DS, we would still have a solid relationship
0: sure because we genuinely like one another we care about one another we get along together Yeah, like all those things are mm-hmm. there right
1: i mean we don't have to have the ds to have a relationship and we have taken breaks from the ds right because of external forces in our lives but we've always gone back to it
0: well and, and that's what the difference for me is when i say if ds was kind of i mean Every time we've done it, we knew mm-hmm. it was a temporary thing. Sure. We took the break to get through a thing to come back to it. But if tomorrow one of us said, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not a break. I'm just not yeah. into this part anymore. One, yes, I can still function as a human being if I'm not submitting. I will be less happy. Thankfully, we're technically poly, me in theory, him in practice. But you know what? A bitch might find a top. Okay? <laughs> because that is a, a necessary part of who I am. But it's, it's one of those things that our relationship but in this context specifically the power exchange we are a stronger unit together we are True. better together we can Absolutely. depend on each other in healthy ways and sometimes you know i'm sure there are times i think this happens in any like solid relationship especially long term probably sometimes that one one of us is dependent on the other in a way that somebody from the outside might classify as unhealthy but it's one of those temporary things where It's not your natural state in your relationship. It's one of you is going through something. One of you has got, you know, something heavier to deal with. And it's just somebody takes, the other partner takes more of the burden for a while. Those are temporary things. And the boundaries never go away. And the the self-esteem is still being boosted. And there's no resentment, hopefully, building that can't be corrected. Um, But to me, the power exchange and us being together makes us better and in codependent relationships based on the definitions as they're presented in the resources based on observation with kind of a better understanding of what i was now looking at codependent relationships do not make you don't make both parties better Mm
1: -hmm.
0: one party is suffering that one party might be faking it really fucking well to the point they can't recognize their own emotions anymore But codependency doesn't make you better. Interdependency, I would argue, absolutely does. Being able to depend on one another and knowing that if you had to be a part, you can Mm -hmm. survive. You don't like it. You don't want to. You're not asking for it. But you could. That's how I feel about it. Codependency, again, not an expert. I'm going to keep saying that. Like, I just, I know the messages are coming. Through the prisms of the, the things I've read, it doesn't make both parties better which is why i do like that term i'm gonna mm-hmm. keep I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna when somebody goes oh it's codependent i'm gonna be like are you sure it's not interdependent <laughs> i don't like that word yeah. it feels i don't know if that was that one author i think it was i think it was darlene lancer um codependency for dummies um who said it in her book but i love that word because i think that being dependent on your partner on in some ways does get a bad rap. I think that the criticisms of the idea of codependency get a bad rap yeah. because sometimes we do depend on one another and in long-term relationships, of course, you know, we, I learn his strengths, he learns my strengths. We depend yeah. on those strengths, yeah. but can, could I get through life if I had to? Yeah, would be a miserable we, life, but I could. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we both
1: could. We, as well as we function together, we are both capable of functioning fully
0: so i'm going to go through these references because i want people who are kinky and are like having that oh my god am i am i in a codependent relationship first of all if it's power exchange is not automatically codependent let me scream that from the rafters Mm -hmm. and the rooftops power exchange does not mean codependent hopefully it means interdependent you depend on each other right so the core of codependency in this one book is a lost self okay um let's see if i can find what i'm so the term self is vague and difficult to identify and define and that is very true um this is something that this author said codependents have adapted and reacted to others behavior in order to cope instead of referring back to the internal impulses of the self over time these impulses became obscured and veiled by a proxy personality and the ability to access them weakened um some codependents complain that they feel like a fraud or that they experience a gap between their public and their inner selves. Um, and quite frankly, that I found that kind of ironic because as a kinky person for a very long time, I felt that not because of codependency, but because I was like, oh, I have this vanilla self and I have this kinky self and you and I was walking around feeling like I was living a double life and, and uh, felt like a fraud as a result. It was when I embraced my kinky self online, I went, okay, legal name me does not need does not care about twitter or instagram <laughs> mm-hmm. and i just for me the in the community embraced who i am as kayla lords that so i understand that concept of feeling like you're basically two different people there's your inner self and then there's the outer person you present to the world and we all have to do that i would not yeah. call that just codependency because you feel that way we all have to do that especially in the kink world but within your relationship where where you should you should be able to be your truest self there if you are feeling that disconnect i would absolutely say look into that just look into that because that's again that goes back to the idea that a relationship that you choose to have however many you choose to have on some level should make something about your life a little bit better it should make you happy it should fulfill a need it should fulfill but it should also shouldn't just fulfill your need that's a oh there's a word i'm not thinking of the word um symbiotic Mm. (laughs) because i was like no parasitic is what we're not talking about parasitic is sort of the codependent kind of thing should be a symbiotic fulfillment of of needs um there was another thing i wanted to go through because ah hit symptoms of codependency i just in any relationship you're in but since we're talking about power exchange i'm just going to run through these because there were several. So, and we've talked about them. So there's hidden shame.
1: Shame.
0: Uh, shame is a painful feeling of unworthiness, inadequacy, and alienation. I know, as somebody who gets off on humiliation play, for some of us, that's kinky and fun. Outside of that kinky fun, that should, that's, none of us should, should be made to feel that no. way in any relationship. That, I don't, we're not going to call that automatically codependent. I'm going to call that a problem though. Uh, low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, she said pleasing being a people pretzel so let's talk about this for a second as a submissive i'm a people pleaser i like to make the people i care about happy i like to take care of them i love i've mentioned this a couple times with this this show i i like to make y'all laugh i sometimes i'm trying too hard i know it's fine I, i know i'm a people pleaser being a people pleaser does not automatically make you codependent some people will say it does and that's some bullshit. but i there were times in my life I tried to people please to the point that I allowed all of my boundaries to be crossed. I didn't, mm-hmm. I acted like what I wanted and thought did not no. matter. Yeah. And nope, nope, nope. That's where people pleasing goes, crosses a bad mm-hmm. line. That's,
1: yeah. That, that's crossing in some bad territory.
0: Guilt, um, the elusive pursuit of perfection. Yeah, Ben there. Ben mm. Um, Boundaries, not, um, not setting up and, and, and adhering to your own boundaries, not thinking you should have boundaries. I don't care where you are in the spectrum of your power exchange. You get to have boundaries. We all get to have boundaries. This one is where I think that um, people who want to willfully ignore that power exchange is not a codependent relationship would say this mm. is where it comes one of the things one of the signs you might be codependent or in a codependent relationship is the idea of we're one what's mine is yours i it, that is not inherently an awful thing what's mine is yours works in our relationship but that's because we both give and take not always at the same rate and level at the same time but what's mine is yours when i say that he says it back yes but what's mine is yours we are sharing mm-hmm. we are passing it back and forth we are helping one another not at no point is one of us see, take, me, take take taking and the other one right. giving. see, give, see give. to me
1: the problem comes in when someone says what's yours is mine and what's mine is mine mm-hmm.
0: tell that motherfucker to go <laughs> or let me know and i'll just go into a rant because yeah. that's something no, no, no. There's no, I get no, no, no. that there in in BDSM and in power exchange. There's a fantasy level to that where you can mm-hmm. negotiate a scene, you can negotiate some kinky fuckery and that can be what you play with and there's not a fucking thing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But your day-to-day relationship, even in the most micromanaged owner-slave relationship, that slave partner's needs need to get met on some Level yeah. in some way. That relationship needs to make both partners better. It needs to, when things are going well, make you both feel good. It won't always yeah. make you feel good. Sometimes you're fighting with one another. Sometimes you're mad no at one either. another. That's fine. But in general, your relationship needs to lift you both up. Right. Not just one of you. That's mm-hmm. uh-uh.
1: And I mean, I'm, I'm just going to say it real quick. Tishu, I, I think that's the. Tishu. Uh, Tishu, sorry. Um, I think that's the. You know, there is no traditional role for, for anybody, for submissive, for dominant,
0: Mm-mm. you know. It, they're stereotypical, it, but yeah. not traditional. Yeah.
1: Right. You know, it, it's it's whatever
0: you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I think that's the hardest part. If you know for yourself, because I've had conversations with friends of mine who are like, no, 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 I know I'm yeah. codependent. That's the hardest part for them is they're like, I, I you know who I'm thinking of, that one, our very close friend, and she would say, I have to be very careful in relationships because I know who I am and I will want what my partner wants to the detriment of myself. Mm. And that was part of her understanding her yeah. how she is in a relationship and, you know, her codependency and how that can harm her. And knowledge is half the battle, you know. I, I, I have not talked to her recently. I need to text her. But, you know, I want her to find a happy, loving relationship. As long as that's what's healthiest and best for her... Um, and unfortunately she keeps finding a lot of frogs my friend is having Mm -hmm. to kiss a lot of frogs and she deserves the prince princess or other form of royalty of her fucking choice um but she she understands that more about herself she can look back at past relationships she's working on herself she's working on the things that have have led her to be that way in relationships and she's kinky and she's she's a baby girl and she wants a daddy and that she wants a daddy so bad and i want her to have a daddy who is worthy of her and they are not all just saying Mm. um other signs could be fears of rejection i think we all fear rejection Mm -hmm. um but there there is a point where it becomes unhealthy that fear of rejection um and where the rejection itself is unhealthy i mean you know it's Like i said at the top sometimes we might mention abuse without doing a deep dive some of the things that we're we're talking about it's not just codependency it's also signs of a partner who is being abusive mentally emotionally physically Mm -hmm. um but i think this book's premise is that sometimes people who are codependent are in those relationships and either don't think they deserve to have something better or don't know that they can have something better or think this is somehow normal um and once you add in a layer of abuse that's a whole other thing um, we are certainly not qualified to talk about that but oh. i used to go people who are abused just get out and finally somebody opened my eyes to the fact that yes that would be ideal but sometimes that is not safe right and that's the lesson i had to learn mm-hmm. um let's see lack of assertiveness mm-hmm. saying what you think and feel being a human reactor i have i have lived those lives i lived i lived that life as a kid both me and my mother, we were human reactors. We reacted to the one person in our life who could, yeah, who, uh. could, make us, who could make us be that way. Uh, verbal abuse, uh, control, over sense of control. And see, I think that's where other people who um, are learning about codependency that will look at a power exchange and go, oh, well, there's control there. That must be a codependent relationship. No,
1: because there is a difference no. between... I used to say this all the time and now and it was just on the tip of my tongue and now I can't say it there is a difference between being controlling and being in control mhm right? Mm-hmm. right
0: sure yeah and again it comes down to the boundaries that you set mm-hmm. and the consent it's why I um again when I thought more about BDSM and DS in terms of sort of the fantasy of you know the the porn we watch the erotica we read the, you know, whatever, the performative nature of BDSM for some people. Um, I never, you know, uh, I remember early days BDSM thinking consent was sort of a one-time thing. Oh, we had the conversation. I consent to you being in control. And I never really thought again about what it means for ongoing consent. And there are Mm -hmm. people in power exchange relationships who find that baffling, that ongoing consent would be a thing in a power exchange. Well, I consented to the power exchange. (laughs) you're right you did consent to the power exchange but your partner on either side of that slash should still be getting consent when things are happening there of course in long-term relationships you develop a shorthand you develop an understanding and a knowing of one another mm-hmm. in especially in healthy ones i think that that knowing and that understanding develops in unhealthy relationships and the partner who is the manipulator Understands that they can manipulate that situation, and the partner who you know is the one being manipulated. I think their knowing and understanding is that this is how life is but in healthy relationships mm-hmm. we have a shorthand right like i don't have to say i know that i am sexually available to you at all times but not tonight i can say i have a really bad headache and he knows just leave her alone just eat. right or i'll be like oh my stomach's mm-hmm. sick and that is not our kink so he yeah. has to leave that alone right we don't have to have this explicit i want to do this thing do you consent to it we're not. We're past that point, mm-hmm. but that does not mean that in every interaction we are not each firmly checking boundaries and saying, "I like this. I don't like." It. It's the same thing where I talk. We've talked about um, in past episodes on on disagreements and arguments. I get to argue. I get to disagree. Now within. Right our dynamic there's a way to do that okay mm-hmm. being disrespectful will get me in trouble once the argument has passed it's true <laughs> i can be here's the thing i can be right in the argument i can win the argument uh, about a day later, I'm still paying the piper because I was disrespectful. Because right. that's our yes. our dynamic. Uh, yes, for those of you who think I'm get away with being overly sassy all the time, there are times <laughs> she I do line. get in trouble for it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is that is where we and you know it's that's why I found I have in weird ways we have talked about without knowing we were really talking about codependency. Potentially, we've been talking about this forever because we talk about boundaries and we talk mm-hmm. about, you know,
1: about limits, limits and and, 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 and we've talked and about,
0: I don't think we've talked about self-esteem as its own standalone topic, no. but we have talked about being fulfilled and resentment mm-hmm. and, um, how a, a, a solid power exchange should make you better, um, on some level. Um, but it's a mutual thing, you yeah. know, now you're each going to get maybe something different from it. Of course. We're, we're unique individuals, mm-hmm. but yeah. Oh, gosh, I've talked for a very long time, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah, I have. I don't, and I, you know, here's the thing. Yeah, we need to. I'm not, well. Go ahead. (laughs) My, I don't have any answers. I'm not an expert on what codependency is and what it's not. I'm not going to pretend that I am. Um, I do recognize the things laid out in the books That I looked at and like I said my biggest resource was codependency for dummies because the new codependency was speaking more directly to people who are like oh I am I'm codependent I'm in a codependent relationship what do I do about it and if I had wanted the what the hell is codependency I should have read her original book from the 80s and I was like no so my best reference was codependency for dummies but the thing she pointed out in that book is that um Even experts can't agree on what it is, how to define it, how to classify it. It is usually um, sort of paired up with other issues like addiction, um, mental health, and mental illness. Um, You can have um, all of the signs of what we might call, the authors might call codependency, but a doctor or a therapist might say, well, that's because you have anxiety. That's because you have bipolar disorder. That's because you have depression, and they don't look at it necessarily as a codependency thing on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's complicated. And um, I think that um, the important thing is if, you're, if you have heard or been told, usually by somebody who doesn't know anything, that just because you're in a power exchange that you're in a codependent relationship, um, I can see how people might internalize that and worry. I mean, because many of us, I'm past this point, I do not worry about what does my relationship mean and say about me to the rest of the world? Fuck it. I'm happy. That's all that matters. I'm happy and healthy. Here we go. Um, but when you're new to it or when you are still figuring out who you are within, within BDSM and within power exchange relationships, you can't question, you can't worry and be like, Oh, is this the healthiest thing for me? That is something I, you know, grappled with in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, what is, what is being a submissive say about me as a feminist? Like I've had, you've had that internal conversation and I've had to come to terms with, what that means for me and so if you have heard that because you're submissive or because you're in a power exchange it's automatically codependent i think you can kind of go through the litmus test of okay well do i feel resentment am i constantly worried about being rejected uh do i have boundaries is there ongoing consent Mm -hmm. can i is it okay to speak my mind do i feel in touch with who i really am um i think there is this tendency um i know it happens across the board across the spectrum of people But in BDSM specifically, I think there is this tendency, especially for new kinksters, to go, oh my gosh, I've discovered who I am as a kinky person. This feels so amazing. And in the next breath, go, wait, is it okay? Because we, many of us, I I would say, are conditioned to believe that if it feels good, it must be wrong. And we don't necessarily yet know that when it feels right, that means it is right. It doesn't have to be right for anybody else. It doesn't have to be right to society as long as we're not hurting anybody else and we're being legal and consenting and safe and all those things. If it feels right, it's right. And not a lot of people trust that because we have not been given those opportunities in life. Many of us have spent all of our lives you know, uh, pretending to be somebody we're not, um, denying our true selves and we get in touch with our true kinky self and it's like, this is amazing. Oh my God. Now I have to worry about it because it feels too good. (laughs) (laughs) And then we hear things like, oh, it's codependency. Oh, it's abuse. Oh. And so then you worry and you wonder and you don't know. And I think if you find yourself in that headspace, yeah, go, go through that, that sort of check of, do I have boundaries? Are they respected? Can I voice my opinion? Can I assert myself? Am I in touch? Does this feel right? Do I feel resentment? Do I even know what my emotions are? If you cannot name your emotions and that's not because of, you know, I don't know what the right language is, but there are some people because of just the way their brains wired, they can always name their emotions. But if you mm-hmm. generally can, but now you're in a situation where you can't and you feel cut off from your emotions in a way you never have before, I've totally like fucked out how to say that, but that's the best way I could come up with. In that case, that's maybe a sign of something's not quite right. But ultimately, I I don't care what your power exchange is. If it's between legal consenting adults, consent being the thing, um, risk aware or safe and sane or whichever one you follow, and it makes everybody involved feel good, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to fit anybody else's standard no. of what power exchange is supposed to be as long as you have certain things in place mm-hmm. <laughs> we always say there's only really two rules for us to bdsm there's consent which within consent that apply that means that they're legal so that they are legally able to consent um and there's communication right. because if you're not talking about it how do you know what you're going to be doing right and when, if you come across people who do this sort of one true way bullshit, or the right way, or the real way, mm-hmm. mute their asses on social media is what I'm there telling you, you okay? Because ain't nobody got time for that shit. That's where all mm-hmm. that self-doubt stuff starts coming in. So, okay. totally not an expert. No. Please don't but. send me a list of your partner's symptoms and ask me if they're codependent. Code I'm going to send you the affiliate links to the book site. <laughs> That's what I'm going to yeah. do, Okay um i know there's so much more to say about this but we cannot possibly cover no. it in one topic um anybody who has expertise and experience and all that good stuff in it feel free to talk in the different chats to talk about it and tag us mm-hmm. online to whatever um because we all can stand to learn a little bit more about what it is and what it isn't <laughs> yeah whoo i talked so much gave myself a sore throat oh no, uh, I, I know i mm. know okay
1: all right so are we good
0: As will ever be.
1: All right. Keep Keep it it kinky, kinky, y'all. And we'll see
0: you next week. (laughs) Dottie. (laughs) Dottie. Yes, baby girl. (laughs) to my crickets, please. Yes, girl, you may. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so we're in the bonus section. I did talk. So I, I'll i tell you right now, the reason I usually don't do an episode or a topic that I have to research first is because I'm so afraid of fucking it up. Because um, I know there are mm. people who are listening or who are watching the video who have experience with it, who have... Um, training for it who are like mental health professionals who know about it who have been diagnosed with it um, and I'm I'm sure there are some things that others could have said better um I don't know that we said anything revelatory um, but I felt I felt good about ha- having the conversation like I said we got tagged on Twitter like several weeks ago and somebody asked oh has, hasn't loving BDSM? are you talking about it nope um I assure you if I had ever been diagnosed with something like it oh we would have because you know me I'd have, I'd have done a deep dive um I think it's a lot more complicated than a simple book we'll make it out to be it's certainly more complicated than the rando on social media who wants to diagnose a power exchange couple they don't even know with codependency just saying so you know. it um so yeah yeah what can I talk about in the bonus section I feel like there were things I was gonna talk about and uh, they've escaped me they're gone now oh Daddy's gone. Podcast listeners, you cannot see this because you can only hear he has walked away, but I'm going to say it. Um, oh, there's the AC going on. That's the hum you hear in the background now. Um, we have started the mortgage process. We have started the mortgage process. The taxes got done. They were not as catastrophic as I had feared. Uh, it's fun to be an anxious person and have things that legitimately like anybody would worry about because <laughs> that turns the dial up to like 11. So I had catastrophic like visions of what the taxes were gonna be because I know how screwed up that got from 2019. Those were not as bad as I thought they were. Uh, And then now we're talking to our former mortgage person about house buying. And as soon as he gets back with us on our application, then hopefully if he has good news, we can start looking for a house so I can finally decorate the office I don't actually have yet, that I keep dreaming about for a house I have not found yet. I'm that person. Um, so that's been going on. What else? What else? Um, yeah, I know he's wandered off and I don't, I mean, I have work related things, but they're, they're work. They're, they're boring. Um, but no, I am feeling much better. And we did, we took two nights actually last week. He put me on the couch and we watched, was it the Secret Life of Pets We did watch The Secret Life of Pets 2, which was not as good as the first one, by the way. And then like the next night, was it? Or maybe another night later in the week? We sat down to do it again and we watched the second Maleficent movie. Yes. Yeah. Which I, it's been so long since I watched the first one. I feel like I need to watch the first one again because I was like, there are things I don't remember from the first movie um it was okay we wanted to watch frozen 2 but it's not available for streaming through voodoo yet or wasn't last week if it is available now i need to watch frozen 2 because i have not going to see frozen 2 and i am raising children who are like oh mom i don't want to watch that movie
1: well what strikes me funny is they don't want to watch them but if we put them on and we're watching them together we'll have one that will lurk in the
0: background sometimes yeah, oh yeah well that's how the youngest he will he will lurk or he will listen to he was like i don't want to see the secret life of pets too but he sure as shit sat in his room and listened to the whole thing but that's how we got we've gotten him to watch doctor who he lurked at the yeah. back behind the couch while we were watching an episode and now he i think he's partly using it to stay up a little bit later on <laughs> yes i don't care it's a bonding thing he you know we bonded with the oldest over Doctor Who. And he's not really into it anymore because that cuts into his talking to his girlfriend time, is what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- now it's like, okay, let's bring the youngest up. He doesn't have to be a hoovy, and it's fine. But you know, just be aware. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. Several people in the live stream chat, I'd like to think podcast listeners can relate, but several people are talking about they love being a cricket. We love that you yes. are a cricket. Yes. I am um, gonna. I think I'm going to start doing a thing on both YouTube and podcasts. I'll do it. It'll happen more frequently on YouTube because we have two videos a week, this live stream and then the other video and the podcast. If you get just to the cr- the cricket section, the bonus section, um, and you are on social media, um for podcasts, tweet or whatever social media, the cricket emoji, or just a chirp chirp, like if you don't like to do emojis. And if you are in YouTube, and you can hear the sound of my voice right now, <laughs> leave a comment, whether it's a live stream or you're watching later, with a cricket emoji or a chirp chirp. That's, I think that's what we're gonna do. I think I'm gonna start doing that at the the end to see who is, who is sticking with us to the bitter fucking end. Um, <laughs> And if you are on, if you listen to the podcast and you don't do social media, hit me up with your ideas of what you would be willing to do. I would be okay with a bunch of reviews on a podcast app of just crickets, just cricket emojis, five stars, and a cricket emoji. I'm here for it. I don't read the reviews though, because I like like my, I like my mental well being <laughs> more than I like rating reviews. Um, da 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 da. So, oh, oh, wow. In the YouTube live stream chat for podcast listeners, a a certain John Brownstone left a cricket emoji. I didn't know John Brownstone listened to this episode or watched the live
1: stream. (laughs) Not sure where the... uh, Why do you have a puffer fish? I I don't know why that (laughs) popped up unless, you know, uh, my big fat fingers. Oh, my God. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> the curse of the curse of big fingers. Sometimes, oh my you know?
0: god, it's a blowfish. jennifer's <laughs> okay. not a pufferfish. No, else called a pufferfish. It's a blowfish <laughs> either way. It's not a cricket. <laughs> it was not a cricket. Okay, so I told them that we uh have talked to the mortgage person. Yes, I got that far, and okay. about how the taxes were not as catastrophic as I thought they would be. No, we still have to pay them, but they're not. They're. No I mean, earth. I thought I was like, are we gonna take out a like? like how are we going to pay for these it'll be fine it,
1: it's not nowhere as near as bad as we thought no, it was gonna and be. also
0: our vanilla tax lady is a fucking miracle and she would not understand why a strange lady would cry and hug hug her at the same time <laughs> but if i saw her in person <laughs> you know what i love about her even more than just the fact that she was a wizard and made our taxes not be a ridiculous amount um i did not have to have a conversation with her that was not through email or text I did not have to make a phone call I did not have to have my phone ring at me which truly and I people think I exaggerate this in a bad 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 social anxiety kind of moment a ringing phone is like nails on a chalkboard and I have cried because my phone rang before okay (laughs) like I didn't have to do any of that We did it all through text, we did it all through Mm -hmm. email, we did it all through the web. Like, I didn't have to have any human interaction with her, and it was glorious, (laughs) glorious, as long as she never asks too many questions about where some of the income comes from. Like, what what do you do on Patreon? Why why do you have this uh, expense for podcast hosting? Don't ask (laughs) questions you don't want the answer to. That's what I would have to tell her.
1: She's a wise woman. Yes.
0: Yes um let's see uh what i mean you talked at the 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 very top a little bit about your but anything 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 we've been kind of boring bueller bueller Bueller? oh 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 (laughs) i got sunday off from not having to do nothing I didn't yes. sit at my desk at all. I also did not paint my nails, which is very sad because I have new nail polish and I want to paint them. But I was just like, I'm tired. I want to lay on the couch yeah. like a did, lump. You did nothing. I read an entire book. You did. That was not the codependency books. Like I read a fiction book. Um, my mom. Uh, it was. It couldn't have been Christmas. It was. It thinks. Was it October? She came in January, but she came before that. Was it October? It was October, I think, for my birthday. Mm-hmm. She came, and she brought two milk crates the old plastic milk crates <laughs> yes. two, filled with books mm-hmm. that was on top of the crate she had already given me of books um my mom now that she's retired is doing even more reading but she's being smarter about it she doesn't really use her local library she likes to buy books it's just sort of part of the experience but she's like i don't have to pay full price for that shit so she's been buying used books and then she's been gifting mm-hmm. them to me so they get extra life and then we donate them either to the library or to goodwill so they get even further life um but so I've been going through those books and there have been a ton of books I'm actually on Goodreads uh I was technically there as an author now I'm just re- like using it to figure out what books I've read and how many books I've read anyway right now I'm reading Alice Hoffman I read Practical Magic anybody remembers that movie from the like with the late 90s early 2000s when the movie came out uh the, the book is nothing like the movie but the book is good and now I'm reading the um prequel to that the Rules of Magic. That one's really good. That came out in 2017. So doing a lot of reading. Or I did a lot of reading mm. over the weekend. You left me for the second Saturday in a row. Yeah. To go have a life. Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you, man? <laughs>
1: you do your thing. I've been doing my thing.
0: I know. I don't like it when we lead parallel lives for too long. <laughs> I like know. I'm a, I'm a, I know. Clearly interdependency here. We do yeah. our own thing side by side mm-hmm. most of the time, but like there are times I'm like, but you're supposed to be with me all of the I time. Know.
1: I the, the <laughs> thing was when she brought that up last night about being home this weekend, I I really was struggling with the thing because there there is something going on in Orlando this weekend. Uh, there there is a wax play workshop and I really 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 would have loved to go to that. I, I, I love Wax Play. I think it's great,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I, I really would have loved to go sit in on the workshop. But yeah, the thought of being gone for a third weekend in a row and being on the road just, yeah, you know, I mean, if if it was something more local,
0: oh yeah, for sure, for sure, you know,
1: I, I'd be on it. But an hour and a half drive one way.
0: Yeah, and normally you pair it with a lot of other stuff, so it makes Trill. the drive worth it. True, but yeah, and I just don't. It looks like I might, I might get the whole weekend to not have to work for the whole weekend, and so I want to take the whole weekend and I don't want to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mostly don't want to have to like wear real clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to just live in, it's just to be comfy for a weekend. Right.
1: Um, Pound is going.
0: Of course, yeah. I'm not, I'm not shocked that Pams going to right. that. I'm, take good notes for us, yeah, Pam. Take, take notes for me, um, please. Let's see, somebody asked, somebody, oh, I think it was Aria asked what color nail polish I got purple. Mm-hmm. Actually, I did, uh, so Coco and Claire, I've mentioned them a few times now. I, they should really give me a coupon code. <laughs> as much as I mentioned them, but it's fine, not sponsored. <laughs> um, so they do a thing, their, their gel polishes are kind of expensive. So they do a trio where you can get three, for forty five dollars, and then I had a coupon code. Y'all don't don't even. Of course I did. Um, so I got two purple, different shades of purple, and then I got a um, uh, a holographic glittery polish to paint over it. But I just haven't, I haven't sat and done my nails. I want to do my. I always feel better. I feel like my. I've got my fucking life together when I've um, done my nails. Oh, I got a, a rude awakening. So, some of y'all follow us on Instagram at the handle I forever fucking hate, uh, loving DS and the number one, loving DS one. If you don't follow us there on Instagram, and feel free. So every week, uh, I I promote, hey, we're doing the live stream on Wednesday at twelve Eastern, yada yada. And normally I just do an image with like a picture of us, whatever. This time I was like, eh, let's do a video. Let's just talk for forty five seconds. <laughs> well, I did it before I got ready to record the video, and I put on thick video makeup because lighting is a thing well i did we recorded this before the video mm-hmm. or before the makeup before we obviously before the live stream and i'm looking at my face going oh no i, I think the uh, some of my my skincare things are are upsetting my skin i i mean it looks like somebody painted the red on my cheeks <laughs> and i knew that it, my skin had been irritated i knew i'd been a little bit more red than normal but i was like Wow, I look like somebody's like smacking my cheeks and pinching them really hard and ah So I've got to redo my skincare routine too. I also have to redo my makeup because the makeup I'm wearing Mm -hmm. is perfect for being in front of a camera with big lights on me, but I can't go out in this without people looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with that chick? Because it's like so dark. It doesn't even look right.
1: My skincare is I grew a beard and hide everything. You
0: bought special beard something, something, (laughs) something that came in a fancy package. (laughs) It smells really good. You, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You take care of your beard. I do. Oh, I said this earlier. I'm going to say it again for um, anybody who didn't hear it the first time. Maybe for Mm podcast listeners too. Um, If you have a YouTube account, just saying, even if you don't necessarily watch us all the time, we're going to do a thing when we hit 3,000 YouTube subscribers. We're going to do a random live stream. Not going to be much purpose to it. We're not going to have a topic. It's not going to be a podcast. It's going to be hanging out with us. Yeah. And drinking, for us, coffee. Because, you know, of course it is. Yeah. Now, I have been tempted for us to do, like, a live stream where we get tipsy and I we find out what Kayla says when <laughs> her, her inhibitions loosen a little bit. I'm not sure that should live on the internet, but... Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... If, in case you're not subscribed, I'm just saying. We're at, like, 2,600, <laughs> 2,700? Yeah. I don't know. So when we hit 3,000,
1: we're
0: going to mm-hmm, do that. Mm-hmm. Um... Let's see. I don't I y'all know I could chit chat. We do have another video to record. Yes, we do. Um I enjoyed the video. I know like for podcast listeners, I know that many podcast listeners are like, I'm only here for podcasts, I only do podcasts. I actually got to a point I prefer to either get my information from podcasts or from YouTube videos. That's I will obviously I will read. Um, but I do so much writing. And reading to edit these days that when I want to learn something new or, or hear, get information about something, I listen or I watch. I don't mm-hmm. read as much. The,
1: the thought of um, an intoxicated Kayla is, is striking a chord with people.
0: Well... <laughs> <laughs> Happen that would have to be a real big milestone. I don't know if it would be a podcast milestone and a YouTube milestone like that. Be bi- <laughs> big because that's a trust issue thing. Like I'd have to be willing to not only let my inhibitions lower enough to where I would speak freely, but then to also understand that whatever I said mm-hmm. could live on the internet in perpetuity. <laughs> I might have a lot of unpopular opinions. Y'all would rather not know that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we, uh, we all know that I'm kind of a bitch. So <laughs> I just hide it really, really well. <laughs> just hide it really well. Um, yeah. So throwing that out there. Also, mm-hmm. uh, reminder, if you're interested, you can sign up for our newsletter. You get a little freebie. Yep. We do not spam, y'all. It's once, no. one time a week. And there are some weeks that I, there's no email and I come back the next week and I'm like, ha ah, there was no email last week. What's there? Yeah, we noticed. <laughs> that does happen. <laughs> that does happen. Um, yeah, we have, uh, hmm. you know me, I could happily do I this know. for hours, you know. which I've... we're almost to that point where we have right. done. For
1: hours i I've just been been working in the shop trying to get my equipment all back up and running which I finally have mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. now I can tomorrow pick up and carry on from there which will be nice mm-hmm. and uh been making some bowls mm-hmm. some different things there and uh yeah just just kind of tonight I have my wood turners meeting
0: you're leaving me again yep that's okay Oh, nobody ever thinks, oh, those loving BDSM people, they're such professionals. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't don't think that. We're two weird people on the internet who would be talking to ourselves if you were not here to listen. Mm-hmm. That is the truth of it. Um, All it, right. Okay, so. We probably
1: should move on. We have another video to do. I know. And, and this is one you were looking for. I actually wanted to do it before this
0: i know i had stuff going on yeah yeah
1: and uh we gotta record I'm, I'm, a video
0: and we're gonna tease everybody and not tell them about it because you know what i did i told i told our, our crickets on patreon
1: i know i, did. I know i saw hey, a couple messages pop
0: having extra access and behind the scenes access should mean something that's so true no, i'll just no, tease I, everybody I else but yeah. some of y'all are masochists and you love that teasing shit. so <laughs> you know it, it works it works um okay yeah, we gotta go. We okay. love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank yep. you for watching. Um, we'll be back next week. I don't know what our topic's gonna be because we haven't figured out what the topic's gonna be yet. No. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll get there. We were doing really good. We knew all of our topics a month in advance.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now we don't. <laughs> now we don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay Anyway, we're gonna go. Yep. Thanks, y'all, for joining us. Love um, guys. It, it's been great. Love love seeing y'all here and, and chatting. And
0: And podcast listeners, you do not have to be left out. Whatever no. social media venue of choice. If you can get to the show notes page on the blog, mm-hmm. you can do this. Leave us a chirp chirp or a crooked emoji. However, wherever you're at and whatever way works, it just go for it. Yeah. I want interaction. Mm-hmm. I love it. I don't yeah. want anybody to be left out. Yeah. Right. Okay, okay. we're going to go right. now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Y'all.